Hey guys, welcome to Different Church's online service. Whether you're watching with us on YouTube or listening to us on a podcast, we are so thankful that you decided to join us. My name is Catherine, and I'm so excited to be here with you all today, and I have a couple of ways to get you connected. If you're looking for more information about our church, like how to be a part or how to give, you can visit us online at dfrnt.church. If you're like me and you spend a ton of time on social media, head over to whatever platform you use most and give us a follow. This is one of the best ways to stay connected. We are in our series, Weird. People have made the Holy Spirit weird and kind of hard to talk about. So in this series, we're going to learn how to get more familiar with who he is and what he does. And to go along with the series, we are selling journals. This year is all about growing. So we are going to write down everything that God is speaking to us. These are just $15. So if you would like to purchase one, you can Venmo us at different church and put your address in the memo line. All right, enough for me. Let's jump into the message. Different church, everybody in the house. How are we feeling today? Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Everybody turn. Everybody turn. That's right. Listen, that, that's everybody online, man. I don't know where you're watching. YouTube, podcasts, TikTok. I have no idea, man. Thank you so much for being a part. We started a new, and listen, I am always turnt when it's a new series. Listen, I have ADHD. If I could just do a series a week, I'd be cool with that. And I preach like three hours one week, and then the next week, the next, that's how my mind really works. That's how I want to do it. But you know what? I'm not trying to put y'all through that. Honestly, online, in-house, I'm not, I'm not trying to have you on the treadmill for three hours. Listen, I'm trying to keep it to like 40 minutes. That's a decent run. Sometimes I, I get you out a little bit later, but we're in a series called weird as we talk through, listen, and, and you guys already, people are going to leave the chat immediately. We talk through who is Holy Spirit? Who is he? What does he do? Why is he here? What does he do in my life? And I think a lot of times many churches either think the Holy Spirit's weird or have made the Holy Spirit weird. And we go and I go, oh, immediately start talking. I don't mess with that kind of Christianity. Hear me, hear me. This isn't about the church building. This is about me. This isn't our tenants of da-da-da. This is a third person of the Godhead. Listen, he is God. The Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is not a chorus to a song. The Holy Spirit is not goosebumps on my arm when the song gets good. The Holy Spirit is not a bird. Because if the Holy Spirit was any of those, the moment the tongue ends, the Holy Spirit is gone. The moment the song ends, the Holy Spirit's gone. The moment my goosebumps go back down, the Holy Spirit's gone. The moment the bird flies away, the Holy Spirit is gone. And the word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is the Holy Spirit is God. Nothing more, nothing less. He is perfect. He is holy. And he will never leave you or forsake you. But you know what I do, man? I chase the weird stuff. I, I like that part. I, I grew up in a Pentecost. I'm Pentecost. Listen, there ain't no other way to say it. I try to always make it sound cute. Pentecostal, man. We're shouting. We're running. We're doing, we're doing something ridiculous. Listen, the Holy Spirit only. Listen, listen. And I remember I did this. I went to this conference one time. And this guy, I have no idea who he is, where he is. I have no idea. But I was a student. I was in Bible college. And I'm sitting. And it was a Pentecostal Bible college. And I'm sitting like. I don't know, it's a room, maybe seats a thousand. I'm probably in row 30, okay? I'm in like row 30 and I'm sitting there and this dude starts preaching. You can tell he starts talking about like the spirit's gonna give birth and so, and you already know how people are talking about things. I'm like, okay, let's see. Let's see what's happening. Let's see what happens. And then I see him get off the stage and he starts getting on the chairs, knocking people out. And I was like, okay, uh, it's cool that you're on row three. Come back to row 30, I don't know. I don't know. I'm here. I'm, I'm not saved enough. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And he starts moving. He's knocking people out. And, 
He gets to row 30, like we, we, we make eye contact, and he sees, like, bro, I'm not playing these games. Like, I don't know what you're doing now. And he just keeps it moving, knocking other people. And I remember thinking, like, if that's the Holy Spirit, I don't know that I mess with Holy Spirit. But for the longest time, that was my interpretation of Holy Spirit, not this. I never even opened the word. I never even, listen, I never even wanted to get to know Holy Spirit, but I would complain about Holy Spirit. Many times the only reason we think something's weird is because we don't understand it. And that's okay for a season, but how long are you going to continue to ignore it and just call it weird? Someone may have made it weird a long time ago, but you kept it weird. You kept it that way because you didn't want to read the word. And a lot of your answers, if you, if you were to really run to the word or the questions you have, you get the answer. You don't need no podcast. You don't need no preacher. You don't need nothing like that. If you would just open the word, you'd get the answer. But we don't want, listen, I don't want to open the word. Man, you just do it. Preacher, you just tell me and I'll believe whatever you say. Do, listen, do not believe me. Run it by the word. Every single time, run it by the word. Do not believe me. Because God, listen, he has already told you who he is. And I'm sorry if someone else has made it weird for you. And so I've got, listen, I've got to run to the word. I've got to figure out what's going on. But whenever I was growing up, like we knew the Holy Spirit was moving if people were shouting. We knew the Holy Spirit was moving if people were speaking in tongues. We knew the Holy Spirit was moving if people were jumping. You know where the Holy Spirit never moved us? To serve the community. For some reason, when the song was over, Holy Spirit was over. And he never, the Holy Spirit never moved on Monday. He only moved on Sunday from 10 to 12. I Listen, I knew religious spirit. I didn't know Holy Spirit. He was there for a season, but he will keep moving you. He may have moved on Sunday morning, but he better move your feet, move your hands, move your testimony, move your trauma into Monday morning at work. You will follow your church's spirit, the religious spirit, and not the Holy Spirit. And it will always cause you to change somebody else in this world. But listen, can we run to the word? Because listen, if a lot of us, we just skip these passages in the Bible. Like, I, we haven't even, and this is in the God, listen, this is in the book of John. We probably hadn't even read it. If you have a Bible, we turn to John 16. This is where we're going to be at. And here's the, listen, and here's the dangerous part. The Holy Spirit is the most ignored person in our church. I greet everyone at church except for the Holy Spirit. I wonder how everyone else liked church but the Holy Spirit. I'm sensitive to everyone else's needs in church, but the Holy Spirit's needs. And then I'll wonder why our church lacks power. I'll wonder why my life lacks power because I was more concerned with people in my church than the person of the spirit that empowers the church. I've never asked one time, Holy Spirit, how are you? Is what I'm doing, am I acting a fool? Can you live here? Can you reside in the person named Tyler? Have I created a holy place for you to live? Have I created a place where you can dwell and be magnified? Or if I just wanted to go, listen, okay, John 16, we got to move. Listen, there's a lot. Listen, there's a lot. And we're going to be in this series online in-house. I don't know when it ends. There is no end. We don't have another series that's coming up. Can I be honest with you? I can't even promote another series. We're just here and we're going to sit here for a little bit. And I hear in church, I'm a spirit-filled Christian 
or I'm a non-spirit-filled Christian. Listen, I love the people that think that they're non-spirit-filled Christians, but can I be honest with you? There is no such thing as non-spirit-filled Christians. When Jesus died, he says, I'm giving you my spirit and he will bring you power. I don't get to choose, but many of us, we want the title of Christian without the responsibility to the spirit. I don't, listen, it's eat, listen, listen. It's, well, you've ever, you probably met a deadbeat dad. You ever met a deadbeat dad? You ever talk to a deadbeat father? You ask them, how are your kids? And they said, I don't know. You said, you mean the kids that live in your house that you, that, that were given to you out of love, that you're to care for, that you're to encourage? You don't know. And they said, no, and I really don't even care. I don't even care that much. You mean to tell me the children you created, the children that you're supposed to love, you don't even care? That's it. Listen, what? But too many Christians, listen, too many Christians, we love the title of Christian, just like a deadbeat father loves the title of father without the responsibility to children. I love the title of Christian without the responsibility to the spirit. So if I asked you, how are you in the Holy Spirit? You go, I don't know. And I said, you mean the, the precious gift that's to encourage you, that's to comfort you, that's to walk with you, that's to guide you, that's to teach you? You don't know? And you said, and honestly, I'm not even interested. You'd say, what type, of, what type of father are you? What type of Christian are you? But it is so much easier to put father in my bio and not be a father. It is so much easier to be a Christian and not be responsible for the person that Jesus gave us. If you have a Bible, you turn to John 16. Because listen, do not listen to me. Listen to the word. Listen to who God says he is. Not who Tyler thinks he is. Not, I'm, 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 you ever seen those videos where people are knocking people? I, listen, I've been in services like that. I've, listen, and before you go, oh, Tyler's anti, no, no, no. I've seen miracles happen. I've, I've laid on my, I've laid my hands, not because Tyler was uber spiritual in somebody's back being healed, just because I prayed in faith for the person. I've seen the spirit move. Listen, I've seen it move. I believe in all of it. But I think a lot of times I go, if I can't understand it, I don't really want to believe it because I can't, I, like Tyler, I get that's cool for you. You're a preacher. How can I do that? I have the same access to the Holy Spirit that you do. You have the same access. You have the same power I do. Ain't nobody, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. Ain't nobody more anointed or less anointed. We all got the, but let's run to the word. John 16, look at this verse five. And look at what the, and if you have a new, hey, listen, if you have a new journal, go ahead and bust that bad boy out. You already know. Look at this, verse five. And look, if you have a Bible like mine, you know they have like the chapter names. This says, the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus talked about it. Why don't, why don't, why don't we talk about it? Jesus talked about it. There's, there's a whole book devoted to Holy Spirit called Acts. Acts of the Holy Spirit. There's a whole book devoted to him. Have I ever preached it? How often have I just sat in a, in a message devoted to honoring this the, God? It's, he's God. He's, that's it. There ain't, I, I can't cut it any other way. He's God. He's not less than, more than, none of that. So look at what, what did Jesus say about him? Before Jesus died, Jesus goes, hey, I'm going uh, to put you on real quick. Somebody's coming. Look at what he says, verse five. But now I am going away. And that's our problem. We don't, okay, let me, Tyler, preach online. <laughs> but now I am going away to the one who sent me, God. Jesus is talking, God sending, God sent me. So he's talking in three persons as one. 
And not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because what I've told you, remember, I've got to go, I've got to die. And the disciples are like, no, we're never gonna become kings of Rome. No, because they believed him in politically and not spiritually. And look at this. But in fact, this is my favorite part. It is best that I go away. It's better if I leave. Because if I don't, and here we go, the third person of the Trinity, the advocate won't come. And we'll break that down in a second. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. He's a person. He's not an it. He's not a toy. He's not none of that. It is a person. I will send him to you. And when he comes, what will he do? And, and we won't have the, I, I want to read this whole thing. We won't have the passages for the whole thing. I'm sorry, online and house. Look at what it says. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. That's where we're going to end today. But I want to keep reading. And of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Oh, Tyler's preaching on sin. Turn around, listen, listen. This is just a word. I can't, I, can't, I can't move. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father. I am righteous because Jesus died on my behalf, right? If I don't go, you can't get into heaven because I am dying on your behalf because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it right now. Verse 13, and, and, and we talk about him again. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring the glory by telling, me, uh, telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And this is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. You ain't never read this passage before, have you? Isn't that crazy? I ain't never really been in this passage. And this is, these are words in red. This is Jesus. This is the one that we talk about all the time. This is King Jesus. And he's telling us over and over and over, I am sending someone. I'm giving you a gift. And he's about to come. And when he comes, it's better than, well, let's go back. Verse five, look at what it says. Right at the beginning. And this is where we stop. And we go, this is where my, this is where my faith stops. But now I am going away. Jesus left. He had to leave. He had to go to heaven. He couldn't be here anymore. Jesus says, I am not here anymore. But I'm sending you somebody. And a lot of us, what do we say in Sunday? Listen, what do we say in Sunday school? Like Jesus lives in our hearts. And for children, we make it very simple because Jesus in the spirit, same, same God, different people. Same God. So it makes it easy for a child to understand. But a lot of us, can I be honest with you? We still have Sunday school faith because Jesus doesn't really live in our hearts. The Holy Spirit lives with us and dwells in us. But we go, Jesus lives with me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Jesus is looking down going, what about who I sent? You're just completely ignoring the whole reason I came and left. Don't Pray to him. I'm praying to the fight. It says, I am at the right hand of God, Hebrew says. Jesus at the right hand of God, uh, pleading on our behalf, praying to God, going, that's my guy, Tyler. I died for him. I can't wait to see what he does. And I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. But we're going, Jesus, Jesus. And he's like, what about Holy Spirit? Where are we at? Are we still in Sunday school? But I think, it's, I think it's less of, I don't understand. I think it's less of, I don't understand. I think it's, I don't really want to put in the work to understand, honestly. I don't really want to get to know new people. 
They taught me Jesus. They taught me God. I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. And it's like, when was the last time you had a conversation with Holy Spirit like you do with Jesus? Holy Spirit, how are you today? Holy Spirit, is there anything I've done today that breaks your heart? Is there anything that doesn't look like Jesus? Because all he does is points back to Jesus. Is there anything? We just don't want to put in the work to grow our relationship with the Holy Spirit because it is different. It's uncomfortable. I've got my friend group. I've got my small group. I've got my worship team. I got my preacher. I got my Jesus. I got my God. Holy Spirit, you don't fit. Sorry. And he's like, none of that works without Holy Spirit. We are all in eternity. The Holy Spirit is the one on earth with you. And that's why you'll struggle. When you walk through hell, if you don't know how to walk with the spirit, you will struggle, you will struggle, you will struggle. And you'll go, Jesus. And he's like, you'll see me soon. Get to know who I sent to get you through what you're going through. Get to know him. Talk to him like you talk to me. He has all of my characteristics. He's holy. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's just cling to him. Cling to him. Talk to him. I don't want to do it. Listen, I don't want to do it. I like the old, I, I like my old way. Some of us are still only know the few passages we learned in Sunday school. A lot of it's just, I just don't want to learn more. I don't want to grow. When I was in elementary school, we used to do these workouts. Every single, when we go to gym class, we do these workouts. And I remember it was uh, jog in place for 30 seconds. <laughs> And you jog in place. And I'm like in second grade, jog in place. And it was like, do 10 jumping jacks. And you do 10 jumping jacks. And my favorite thing that would happen every single day for gym class, you would bring a hula hoop. And you'd have to do 10 hula hoops every single And that was your workout. And boy, can I tell you, after two minutes of doing that, I was sweating as a little kid. When I got to middle school, do you think I still had my hula hoop? When I got to high school, do you still think I had my hula hoop? No, why? My muscles were capable for more. Could you imagine if I walked into a gym now? I walked into a bunch of bodybuilders. I walked in holding my hula hoop. I go to the corner and I start jogging in place for 30 seconds. And I, I do 10 jumping jacks. And everyone's kind of looking at me. I do my hula hoop 10 times. I go, all right, guys. Thank y'all for working out today. I'm a bounce. What would you say? What is, what is, what? What just happened? Why? Because my body's capable of more. But we'll come to church, sing the same songs, read the same stuff, do the same things, talk to the same people, and think that I'm okay spiritually. No, God is doing a new thing, Isaiah says. Do you not see it? It's time for some of us to begin to walk into something new and grow in the season. Because old workouts can't lift new problems. And sometimes you need new workouts. You need a new devotion life. You need a new worship life. You need a new prayer life. You'll go, why am I still struggling? Because you're doing the Jesus, you're my superhero, you're my son. You're still doing the old songs in kids ministry. You're doing those. And they're kind, of, they're kind of bops, but still. It's time to move. It's time to grow. It's time to tap into what God is doing. And, that's always, and that is always dictated by the Spirit. Always, it always comes from the Spirit. Always has been, always will be. What does it say? But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going, and said you grieve, for, uh, you grieve of what I've already told you, but in fact, it is best that I go away. It's better. It's better that I leave. You're about to get something better than me. You know why Jesus had to leave? Because we couldn't have gotten to him if we wanted to. Jesus wasn't everywhere all the time. He was a human. I know some people are like, no, that doesn't sound, no, no, no. You saw, you saw his life. 
crowded around. Some people got to him, some people didn't. If Jesus was on this earth right now, we'd have to get a flight, multiple flights, wait in line, and maybe touch the hem of his garment. He says, you know what's even better? If my spirit just lived in every single person. You don't got to wait in line or nothing, but we'd rather wait in line for Jesus than sit in our prayer closet and just tap in with Jesus through the spirit. He says, it's, listen, it's better for me. It's better for you if I leave. Why are you not tapping into the better than Jesus? Why are you not tapping into the thing that I think is even better? He's trying to hype this up and we're like, nah, you can keep it, Jesus. Just stay with me. No, nah, I know you're excited about Holy Spirit. I'm not. You keep it. And I think because, and, and honestly, and, and that's why we named the series weird because people have made it weird. People have. And, and anytime you take man's version of anything, anytime you take people's version of anything, it will destroy what God really created because all I know how to do is manipulate to gain. Man will, people will, you will. You go, all oh, those creatures, no, you do it too. You do it too, you do it too. And that's why I need, listen, and, and y'all are gonna laugh at me. The Swifties taught me something this week. I had no idea. I had no idea a while ago, uh, Taylor Swift's like catalog got bought. Okay, so it wasn't owned by her anymore, nothing like that. And so she went, because she didn't agree with it or whatever, she went and re-released all of her music. And how you know if it really comes from her, it says title, song name, Taylor's version. Because this, is, this comes directly from me, the other thing the corporation owns. This comes directly from me. And a lot of times we've gotten church the Baptist version. We've gotten church the Pentecostal version. We've gotten church the Catholic version. We've gotten the Holy Spirit Baptist version. We got the Holy Spirit the Pentecostal version. We got the Holy Spirit the Catholic version. And never did we go, am I getting God's version? I don't like man's version. And anytime you get man's version, you get man's blessings. And I don't want man's blessing. I want God's version because I want God's blessings. I don't want man to manipulate. I want God's version because I know it's true. I know it's loving. I know it's grace-filled. But I listen, I've taken man's version all day long and wonder why I'm struggling. You should be struggling. You should be struggling. You got some preacher's version of it. You got your church's version of it. And it's not God's version. And that's why it's so important. Am I tapped into the word of God? Do I know that the spirit's moving in my life? Where is the Holy Spirit moving in my life? Who is the Holy Spirit in my life? Have I ever talked to the Holy Spirit in my life? And some of us, listen, and we've been Christians a long time and you have never said, Holy Spirit, how are you? (sighs) Holy Spirit, am I messing up? Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, teach me. Holy Spirit, love me in this season. Holy Spirit, convict me in this season. Holy Spirit, show me what you're doing in this season. What does your prayer look like? Thank you, Jesus, for this food. Amen. Jesus, tell me where to go. Amen. Jesus, what would you want me to do? And he says, if you talk to the spirit, he'll always tell you what I'm telling him. That's what he says right here. He's only repeating what he's hearing. He's only hearing things from the father and the son. And now the Holy Spirit's there to download. Why why am I not getting these answers? Because you're not talking to the person that gives the answers. You're not. That's why Jesus, it is better if I leave. It is better if I leave. And so what does it keep? what, What happens here? But now I am going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is better for me that I go away and because if I don't, and this is where we get our first look, right? This is like the grand reveal. He calls him the advocate. 
I don't talk like this. Listen, I had to go advocate, definition, enter, and figure out what he's talking about. And when I tell you this is the most loaded word in the dictionary, I ain't even lying to you. Listen, it is crazy. And I think two things, two words, two names, two adjectives can describe who the advocate is in our lives. And that's helper and comforter. Helper and comforter. And I think the first one as we talk on helper, ain't nobody need more help than me, can I be honest with you? Ain't nobody need more help than me on this planet than me. But I will look for help everywhere but in the Holy Spirit. I will go everywhere for help except for the Holy Spirit. I'll go everywhere. And the dangerous part is whenever you go to somebody that also needs help for help. And now y'all both just, both y'all's life sucks. And now you're blamed. God, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? I was a bad kid in school, so I used to copy people's tests, okay? I was so bad. The Scantrons, A, B, C, D. And if I, and if I couldn't read it, I just did C because I heard that was the right one. And I remember one time I looked over at this person, the girl I usually cheated on. She was, she was uh, cheated off of. She wasn't uh, there. And so I look over to this other dude, and I'm like, okay, he looks like he knows what he's doing. So I start I started looking, I started going, I started going, I started going. I get my test back the next day, I failed. I looked at him, I said, what are you doing failing the test? He said, what are you doing copying the person that failed the test? I said, well, I thought you knew. He said, well, don't look at me. I was trying to cheat off somebody else. Many times when we need help, we'll go to other people who need help and not, the whole time I could have ran to the teacher and asked a question, couldn't I? I could have asked her, hey, I'm having trouble with this, but I decided to look off somebody else that needed help. And many times, rather than running to the Holy Spirit, we'll run to another church person and go, church person, let me copy what you're doing. And we end up hurt because they were hurt the whole time on Sunday morning. You just didn't see them hurt. Rather than running to the one that could help you, you ran to somebody else that didn't know what they were doing and you both failed. That's what happens when I run to anyone but the Holy Spirit for help. And here's what's dangerous. The devil is fine with you getting help as long as it's not from Holy Spirit. He will let you, listen, the devil is fine with you listening on Sunday mornings if you never listen to the Spirit of God. He is fine with you praising those, during those worship songs if you never praise in the Spirit. Listen, he is fine with it. He is fine with you going to your small group and hanging out with your small group if you never hang out in the Spirit of God and get to know. He knows if I can get them so busy in church, if I can get them so busy around people that claim they know the Spirit, and they'll never get to know who my Spirit is. They'll never get to know. They'll never get to know the Spirit because I'm so busy looking for help that I never just run, Holy Spirit, help me. This is what he says that you do. I run to the word, the advocate, the helper, helper. I need you. I need you. And then from there, usually he'll run you back to the word or he'll download a a word into your life. He'll speak something or he'll send. Listen, a lot of times you'll go, Holy Spirit, do something. (sighs) Okay, I didn't hear that. Go again. Okay, is it just me talking? And then all of a sudden, a week later, somebody will walk up to you and give you a word. And you'll go, oh, that was coincidence. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. No, it wasn't. Stop, stop. The Holy Spirit's been cooking this whole time. But you keep brushing it off, brushing it off, or you get the answer you don't like. Because sometimes help does not look like you want it to look. Sometimes help is kick you a little bit. Then go, hey, I need you. You go to the gym, 
you need help with something. I don't want you to immediately grab the bar and pull it up. I want you to just tap the bar and make me struggle and make me struggle. Because in that moment, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. I don't want you to rack it. I want you to tap it. Listen, and when you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Sometimes he'll go, okay, come on, come on. And you're like, take it, take it, take it. He's like, no, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep pressing, keep pressing, keep praying, keep praying, keep worshiping, keep worshiping. And then you get done with it. You go, I did it. And he's like, you needed help, but you wanted the wrong kind of help. I gave you the help you needed, not the help you wanted. And that's why I go, oh, no, I don't mess with the Holy Spirit. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. Live if you want to, complain. Thank you. What does it say? The advocate. It, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the Holy Spirit won't come. The advocate won't come. So he's a helper. And an advocate, a lot of times you can look like a lawyer. Like he sits beside you, like helping you, walking you through trials, tribulations. He's right beside you, helping you. But another definition to advocate is a comforter. He comforts you. And you know how in scripture it says God doesn't love, he is love. The Holy Spirit doesn't comfort, he is comfort. The very being of who he is, as you rest in this, as you rest in the person of the spirit, comfort comes. You don't, he doesn't get, just like you lay in your bed, your bed is not the action of a bed. The very thing of the bed comforts you. You just lay in the bed and you feel the rest. You feel the joy. Some of y'all get all giddy when you lay in your bed. You get excited being in, in it, in the spirit. The spirit is the comforter. That is who he is. It is an attribute of his character. But just like in help, I'll run to anyone for help. How many times do I run to other things for comfort? And I think that that is a healthy thing to need because he wouldn't have given you a spirit that provided it. If you didn't need comfort, you wouldn't look for comfort. But you can run to the right thing to the wrong. You can run to the wrong place for the right thing. I can every single time you ever talk to the wrong person about the right thing and they went and told everybody posted on Facebook. You need comfort. You are designed for comfort. You are designed to find fulfillment in his spirit. What did John 10, 10, 10 say? I have come to give you a life and give it to you what? Abundantly. You were built for this or you wouldn't feel the need. But there is very dangerous when you run to... Other things, can I grab something uh, real quick? And, and hey, guys, don't put, listen, don't put me on blast. Don't make fun of me. This is probably my favorite illustration I've ever done in my life. Let me go grab this real quick. Let me go. Ooh, ooh, look at the Lord. Look at the Lord. Listen, listen. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, Lord. You are good. Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness? I used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there. And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference? It's the things like that. The people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me. On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts.
When I'm having a rough day, rough week, you know what I like to do? I like to pull into McDonald's. You know what my order is? A double quarter pounder with cheese. Hold the onion. Don't want it. And then you know what else I order? I didn't get a large fry here. I order a large fry. Listen, I order a large fry. And then you already know if it's McDonald's. I get me a Sprite with no ice. I can make ice at home. Do not take up part of my cup with some frozen water. And I, listen, I sit in my car and there's just something relaxing, isn't there? In the midst of my hell, in the midst of my chaos, there ain't nothing better. And I know some people are like, Tyler, I, I would never go eat whenever I'm feeling uncomfortable, when my life's chaotic. I would never do that. Yeah, you just run to a bottle and you drink all day long. Because what happens whenever I get done eating this? What do I say every single time? Why'd I do that? I feel so sick. Why'd I do that? Same deal. Oh, I don't run to food. No, you just run to the bottle and you feel sick after. You just run to the DMs to somebody that's not your spouse and you feel sick after. You just hop on that porn site and you feel terrible after. Because in the midst of your chaos, what do they call this? Comfort food. In the midst of my chaos, I was seeking comfort. But Jesus says, I'm giving you the spirit and he'll give you, he'll bring you comfort. But if the devil can make your life so chaotic, you'll run everywhere and anywhere for comfort and you'll feel sick after. But when you run to the spirit, you will find this comfort that you don't say, why'd I do that? You'll go, why haven't I done this more? Why haven't I ran here more? Listen, let me go ahead though. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Isn't it crazy, man? I like don't like McDonald's, but I eat it one time. And then I eat it eight times. I'm like, ah, oh, I had it for dinner. Let me just have it for breakfast. Let me get this one. Oh, you know how to do that. That's the joy of the Lord. Listen, just hit you. That'll knock you out. Listen, that'll knock you out. But you were, listen, you were, there's something that craves comfort in your life. It, you're, you're, you desire comfort. And he says, you're going everywhere but my spirit. You're going everywhere but to the person that can bring you real comfort. And then you'll go, why is my life like this? You've been eating McDonald's every single day. And you saw that documentary back in the day with the dude that ate it for 30 days straight. I think he's dead now. It didn't work. I didn't need another one. Mm -mm. He says, I'm sending you an advocate. I'm sending you someone to help you, to comfort you, to be there for you. You've cried too many tears alone. Why don't you tap into the spirit? He is the great comforter. You've been let go too many times to trust another boss. Trust the spirit. You've been let down by too many men or women. Trust the spirit. You look for comfort everywhere. Trust the spirit and watch what happens. That's why Jesus says, it's better. You'd have had to wait in line to find comfort. You can find comfort anywhere, anytime, any day. If you'll tap into, what does he say? It is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Verse 8, 
We don't like this one. Tyler, don't preach these men. Listen, I, I like the comfort messages. I don't like the conviction messages. Don't do it. I only preach what's in this word, guys. I'm sorry. I cannot. The first thing Jesus says this Holy Spirit's going to do. What does it say? And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. A lot of us don't pray to the Spirit because we don't like conviction from the Spirit. I like Jesus because he's up there and he forgives me. But I go, Holy Spirit, how am I doing? And he goes, not good. We go, I'm done praying to you. I'm going to pray to Jesus again. He's like, no. He's doing something. He's creating something in you. He lives, and if he lives inside of you, and a lot of times conviction, we, we just think, oh, you're terrible. No, you're, you're creating an atmosphere that the Holy Spirit can't be a part of. He doesn't love it. And he's like, this isn't where Jesus would live. This isn't where his spirit wants to live, and I am inside of you. So now you're quenching me. So I'm turning my back. I can't be around anything that's unholy. That's why I convict you so that me and you can have the, so you can have the help, so you can have the comfort, but you're quenching me by your lifestyle. You're quenching me by what you look at. You're quenching me by what you're doing. That's why there's conflict. When my wife and I first got married, I had never like lived with a woman. This was the first time I'd ever lived with a woman. And I remember like I had always for the, my whole life, I would get a bowl of cereal. I would go into my bed and I would just eat the cereal. <sighs> And so the day, you know, after our honeymoon, I don't think I, whatever, it was like later on and I get into the bed and she's still sleeping. She sleeps in a little bit longer than me. I get into the bed. I did that like maybe two or three days. And finally, I think she smacked that thing out of my hands. She says, Tyler, you don't live alone anymore. That doesn't make me feel at peace in my home. I'm trying to sleep. You can't do that. Take that somewhere else. We can't do this here. And when the, Ho- the Holy Spirit has come to live inside of you, he lives with you. And there will be things that you do that he goes, nah, you don't live alone anymore. You wanted Jesus. You got Jesus. You don't live alone anymore. There's some things I don't like that you do. Let's stop those things. And we call that conviction. He just doesn't enjoy being in the presence of sin. And he knows how much you need him. And when you sin, it separates you guys from each other. And then you don't get the help. Then you don't get the comfort. Then you don't get the guidance. It's not just to make you all, you're terrible. Because listen, ain't nobody, and we preach all the time, people hate it. Ain't nobody more sinful than me. Bro, sin offs, I'm beating every single person in here. And you're a close second, are you not? And people say, Tyler, you preach too much on sin. And I say, because I sin too much. I mess up too much. and I could never go to a church where the pastor sins and is full of sinners. What? You ain't, then you can't walk into one church in the world. And if you found an empty church building, the moment you walked in, it is now full of sinners. And for me, listen, I would rather look bad to you and be in good standing with my father than be in bad standing with my father, but look good to you because you don't get me into heaven. Jesus does. I sin. Holy Spirit, convict me of my sin today because I want your comfort. I want your encouragement. I want your teaching. I want your guidance. I want your peace. I want your mercy. And if I am creating an atmosphere where you can't bring that, I don't want the atmosphere. I want you. I don't want the club. I want you. 
I don't want this relationship. I want you. I don't want these, these drinks anymore. I want you because I, I'm in the way of my own comfort. I'm creating an environment that you don't want to live in. And it's hard for you. To, it's quenching you. It's quenching you. Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. And it says, he'll convict you. He will check you. And he doesn't have to use a Sunday morning to check you. I remember whenever I first got saved, I had never like walked with the Holy Spirit, nothing like that. And I went to the club. I, I, I was still in between the Jesus thing, the church thing, the club thing. And I was kind of, and I remember I was in the club and I felt a, the Holy Spirit goes, we should not be in here right now. And I'm like in the corner, just kind of hanging out. Like I can't even remember who, walk a flock of flames playing or something. Everything's going off. And I went, Holy Spirit, is that you? He said, we need to get out of here. You have no business being here. We have no business being here because where I'm going to take you, this can't keep you there. And he, he does, the Holy Spirit does not need a Sunday morning to speak to you. He will find you anywhere and everywhere you are. Every single time. Every single time. But I think a lot of times conviction, we only think of I'm convicted of sin. A lot of times God will convict you because you're not being who God created, even if sin's not attached. You're just, you may not be sinning, but you're not becoming. And a lot of times I may not be in this realm. I'm not, Tyler, I'm not turning up. I'm not, I'm reading my word. I'm in church. I'm praying. But our, sometimes the Holy Spirit will nudge you to get where you're supposed to go. He will push you to get where you're supposed to go because he knows where he's taking you. And you, you need that gut punch sometimes to go, hey, this isn't everything you're called to be. Let's get you to a new job. Your, your relationship isn't simple. Let's just get you into a new relationship though because I've got more for you. He will push you because he is the loving father that convicts to move you to, what does John 10, 10 say? I have come to life and to give you a life abundantly and the life you have right now isn't gonna create the abundance that I have for you. So let me move you. Let me push you. We went with our daughters to, where was it? Like urban air or something like that. We went to urban air and, uh, there's like a high ropes course up at the top and my daughter Salem she's like she, she's the timid daughter she's the one that she doesn't do that kind of stuff and my wife looks at me she goes she's not she's not gonna do this and I was like I don't know maybe today's the day like maybe maybe this is gonna happen and so she gets up there and we're watching her from the from the ground and she's got the harness on and she starts walking and you can tell like every step she takes more more scared, more scared. And she gets to the middle of it. And for me, I didn't say turn around. I said, Salem, keep going. You've got it. Keep walking, keep walking. And she, listen, she starts crying in the middle of this thing. She starts crying. I, I pushed her, not because I was angry at her, not because I was mad at her. I pushed her and I was shouting her on to, I knew what she was capable of doing. I knew where she could go. She just needed someone to go, let's go, come on, come on. And when God begins to convict you of something, it's not always because you're doing something bad. He just knows where you can get. He just knows where you're, what you're capable of doing. And a lot of us, we diminish the, 
I don't want to step out into the scary. So I'm just not going to listen to the voice of God. And many of us here, whether it's sin or whether it's a higher calling that God's put on your life, whatever it is, God's built you for more. And, and you have tuned out the voice of the Spirit by either I don't want to know Him, I don't want to get to know Him, I don't want anything to do with Him, I don't want, or Holy Spirit, not today. This is my relationship, I know it's ungodly, not today. This is my money, I know I don't do nothing to help the community, not today. This is my life, I don't care what happens, not today. When he's like, I know you're, I know you're built for more. I know you can do more. I know you're built for more. Let's run. Let's run to it. And as we start this series, whether online or in-house, have you really got to know Holy Spirit? Or do you know the moment you say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? You know what he's going to ask you to do. And you don't want, you don't want to do it. You don't want to leave the relationship. You don't want to mess around like that. You don't want to stop doing this. You don't want to, so you're like, it's easier not to have the Holy Spirit. I'd ask you the same. How's that working for you? Where you're at only brings depression. Where you're at, you only have anxiety. You're only broke. You're only stressed. What more do you have? The Holy Spirit will guide you. He will comfort you. He'll help you. He'll encourage you. But you don't build a relationship with the Spirit because you know you have to put some relationships down the moment you build that relationship. And I, I'm not mature enough, I'm not spiritual enough yet, but then when? When? When do you finally say, Holy Spirit, you're right, this sucks. I'm done. And that's my prayer for you, wherever you are, online, in-house, I have no idea. When are you gonna say, Holy Spirit, you're right. I have no business being here. I have no business in this relationship. I'm built for way more than this. Holy Spirit, convict me. Tell me where I need to run. Tell me who I need to run from. Tell me who I need to run to. Tell me, because I'm stubborn. I'm hard-headed. I'm prideful. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you for sending your spirit to us, to help us, to comfort us, to be there for us when no one else would be there for us. And Holy Spirit, I'm sorry when I've known what you're asking me to do, but I just refuse to do it. But I'll blame you for my situation. I'll blame you for my circumstance. Holy Spirit, help me follow you and nothing else and no one else. I don't want anything else but you, Holy Spirit. I want your power. I want your comfort. I want your help. I want to be everything you've created me to be but I've got to put some stuff down. And that comes with conviction. That comes with you saying, that is, not, that is not who Jesus wants you to be. That is not, I'm talking to Jesus. That's not where you're called to be. Holy Spirit, I, I would listen to your voice. Long before I ask you for gifts, long before I start preaching, long before I start doing anything, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I don't want to be shouting, dancing, singing, hooping, hollering, speaking. I don't want all of that and not have you. Because I know with you comes real joy that creates dancing. When I have you, that creates gifts that can honor you and glorify you and to reach people. But when I just have man's version, when I have my church's version, when I have my version, nobody's reached you're not honored, you're not glorified, and nothing happens. Holy Spirit, we want to move, we want to move from you.
I want to be so sensitive to your spirit that whenever I say, God, create something new in my life, whenever I begin to listen to you, I may start serving and I'll see that move. All because I said, Holy Spirit, I'll go wherever you ask me to go. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But I'm sorry that I've ignored you my whole Christian existence. I've never tried to build a relationship with you. I've used your gifts more than I've gotten to know you. I've preached more about you than I have talked to you. I've sang worship songs about you more than I've ever talked about you. I've critiqued things about you in other churches and I've never gotten to know you. Holy Spirit, I have failed to get to know you. But today that stops. Today, Holy Spirit, I cling to you. I want your comfort. I want your help. I even want your conviction because I know where you're taking me. I know where you're taking us is greater than anything we could ever imagine. Holy Spirit, we love you. We praise you. It's your name we pray. And everybody said, amen.